What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. Got a wonderful show for you guys today, um, including in entertainment, Lady Gaga goes ahead and uh, take uh, set, releases a track list for her upcoming sixth studio album. We'll talk a little bit about that. In sports, Gronkowski turns out he's not retired and he just got traded to Tampa Bay, which is weird to me. I, we're going to definitely talk about that. And in video game news, looks like the developers of Jurassic World, the video game, are in the works to develop another Jurassic World video game. We'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, I have the Red Dirt Rock Band here, and we're going to talk a little bit about how their band got started and a very interesting mix that they have with their music. So we'll talk to them about that. But first, here is John Doe's Gone right here on the Xander Fed. You know, I really want to talk, but, um, you know, I ain't really trying to leave, but I just got to let you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You thought that I stayed though. What? But girl, I don't play though. Huh? Thought I'd be all dried up like Play-Doh. Come on, one day someone gon' rain on your parade like it's May, but it feel like it's April. Huh? Plus I got faith like potatoes. You got Jose like in Seiko. But one day you gon' pay like pesos. The gunshot won't look fatal. Plus, you ain't got no one to blame it on. You can act like we both got something to say though. Please wait up. Did you think I would wait on everything you told me like back in Diego? Huh. Let go my ego, I'm still at the table. Waiting for syrup like maple. Hoping for courage like I'm in the ghetto. But you know, you were so unfaithful. Even though you cheated, gave you everything you needed, you were still so ungrateful. You look pretty in them play clothes, huh? But feel dirty in lingerie, though, huh? John Doe, new clothes, no label. Gone, 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 yeah. I'll be leaving tonight. I'll be leaving tonight. Cause you gon' be alone, long, 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 yeah. If you ain't treating me right, if you ain't treating me right. I could walk about this house right now, but I'd rather stay anime. Truth is, is we just can't agree. Hey, truth is, is we just cannot say sorry for everything we did on the way. You say that you forgive me and then have me explain what I did like a kid in a game. You say that our relationship is the way it is, huh? Cause my career's in the way. I can water all the flowers in your yard if I could put your tears in a vase. We could beat this thing, huh? If you could be a sneer in a vase. Put your head on a pillow, find a house on Zillow, yeah. so we can get away. Yeah. Take the curls out your head, cause you never get it straight. Uh, you could be the judge, yeah. let me litigate. Yeah. I could be the criminal, I never get away. Hey. After all these good years, yeah. you just let it go to waste. Huh. But just in case you forgot, here's a catalog yeah. of everything we did on the way. Here's a wedding dress yes. for everything that we did on that day. Know that we can't keep on fighting like this no more. Hey, no more. You must know that I don't have no time for this, baby. No more. No more. You must know that we can't keep on fighting like this no more. Hey, no more. You must know that I don't have no time for this, baby. No more, no more. 
Xander Effect. In entertainment news, looks like Lady Gaga decided to uh, make her fans go Gaga over a little bit of an announcement that she made today, which basically po- she posted her brand new, her um, her uh, the tracks for her new album, uh, Chromatica, that was scheduled to actually be released, but due to uh, the current crisis, she opted to not release it. And on the track, it, it, she's got a she's got an all star uh, all star all star on each one of these tracks, including she's got Ariana Grande on track number four with the title song "Rain on Me." She's got Blackpink in track number ten, which is uh, entitled "Sour Candy," and she's got Elton John on track number fourteen, which the song's called "Sign from Above." So she and she also tagged producer Blood Pop in the in the the photo that she the photo that she uh, that she posted. So she's definitely she's definitely excited about about uh, you know releasing this. Uh, and this announcement just this this post just comes a few weeks actually uh, before she went ahead and announced she, she that she wasn't going to release it just yet. Uh, with her saying, "quote." I wanted to tell you that after a lot of deliberation, I've made the incredibly tough decision to postpone the release of Chromatica. I will announce a new 2020 release date soon. This is such a hectic and scary time for all of us. And while I believe art is one of the strongest things we have to provide joy and healing to each other during times like this, it just doesn't feel right to me to release this album with all that is going on during this global pandemic. I had so many fun things planned for us to celebrate together. I had a secret Coachella Coachella set lined up and a lot of other fun surprises, some of which I'm still planning to share with all of you very soon. So, uh, suffice it to say, uh, Lady Gaga, like many other artists right now, are very uh, disappointed with what's going on in the world with the crisis having put a kibosh on a lot of concerts, namely Coachella, Stagecoach, and a lot of other, a lot of other, you know, concerts. But unfortunately, you know, the crisis has also has made it impossible for anybody to do anything. So it is what it is. And, uh, you know, but at least she's she's still trying to give her fans something to look forward to with the list that she posted. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Another artist, another entertainment news, another artist that is actually uh, trying to make the best of it with this crisis is Post Malone. He's actually doing a uh, a uh, tribute to Nirvana type of concert from home which uh, according to what he posted on his social media is supposed to come out on Friday via YouTube and basically the the post on, on, on social media on his Twitter is a little teaser of him doing a similar rendition to Kurt Cobain's Unplugged MTV Unplugged that he did back in the 90s uh, he's he's paying tribute to uh, to Kurt Cobain and Nirvana seeing that this month is the anniversary of when Kurt Cobain passed away so he's giving he's paying homage to Kurt Cobain and Nirvana by doing this concert and at the same time also uh, uh, you know, giving uh, proceeds to uh, because he's going to have a donation button on the YouTube page on the YouTube on the YouTube concert where people could donate their money and all and, and these the proceeds are going to uh, the COVID nineteen uh, crisis to, for coronavirus relief charities. So that's really cool of Post Malone to go ahead and do that. Plus, he's also going to be playing a few other songs as well besides uh, Nirvana cover uh, songs. So that should be really really cool for a lot of post malone fans to check out make sure you check it out it is on friday so go ahead and check youtube to see when exactly that's gonna be in other entertainment news 
news. Peppa from Salt and Peppa is suing Uber drivers uh, for a car crash because she claims that they screwed with her uh, livelihood, with her job. So she's right now, uh, you know, in the process of a lawsuit where she claims that uh, that a crash that happened on the 101 freeway in Los Angeles pretty much left her. Uh, this this happened back in 2018. Um, pretty much left her injured in injuries that still persist to this day even when she performs when she gets off stage she still has a lot of pain so she's suing um the uber driver she wasn't in the uber uh when this happened she was actually in a friend's car she was a passenger in a friend's vehicle when uh she when she says that it was it was uh it was because of negligence of the uber driver and three other vehicles as well so she's suing the uber driver she's suing the three other vehicles for pretty much uh, lo- uh, pain, injuries, and loss of wages. So that's going to be something that, uh, you know, that, that's going to be seen so far. Uh, many sources have tried to reach out to Uber, but there haven't been any word back on any comment on that whole situation. In other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to interview uh, the Red Dirt Rock Band, and they're an up-and-coming band that has a very unique style of music. But you don't have to take my word for it because here is Red Dirt Rock Band's Living Loud right here on the Xander Effect. Turn the radio up, let my kickers rock. You know I like it, I love it, I'm living loud. On the Xander Effect, I have a Red Dirt Rock Band. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Awesome, awesome. How are you, how are you guys holding up with this whole craziness that's going around the world right now? Oh, Making the best of it. As much yeah. as possible, right? 
ready for it to be over. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. You're telling me. You, and you guys, you guys, um, are you guys? Because uh, I see that you guys are um, all over the place, all over the spectrum of the of the nation. Are you guys? But but last I I remember, you guys are in Southern California, or you're in California. We're just outside of San Francisco. We live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh wow, that and was a, that was the major hotspot when the, when all this stuff started happening here. The band started, believe it or not, in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and it just evolved to here. And the uh, guys in Oklahoma are still very much so involved with everything we do. We use Dropbox to send recordings back and forth, so people can lay their tracks. But as far as the band that does shows goes, that's that's people in this room right now. We're the no. touring band. Nice, nice. And so and it, you but you guys have a very interesting interesting genre. You mix you were able to mix a little bit of uh country rock and hip hop all together. How how did that that like how did you guys come up with a with that kind of a mix right there? That's a, that's a very interesting mix. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting you would say that because uh people that listen to country music think we're rock people that listen to rock think we're country and then to the people sitting in this room i've thrown nightclub parties for over 20 years dance mm-hmm. parties mm-hmm. and so that automatically makes hip-hop part of our culture too but believe it or not we have never tried to have a hip-hop song um we just started recording and it's just what came out so yeah everything's mashed together uh, back south, they call it Red Dirt Music. That's why we call ourselves the Red Dirt Rock Band. Mm-hmm. Well, that's inter- that's interesting though, because it's 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 one of those things where I guess you're the type of band that says, you know, you you see us the way you want to see us, and exactly. you just you just you know go with it with it like that, right? Yep, exactly. Nice, nice. So, how did you all get together and form this band to begin with? Well, the recording started in Oklahoma. And they, they happened there because I was uh, watching my father after a car accident. Mm. I was stuck there in a little town of about 5,000 people. And my cousins would come over and we'd sit on the front porch of my house on Grand Lake in Grove, Oklahoma. And we'd just jam for hours and hours. And um, my dad in the 80s was a musician, a traveling musician. Mm-hmm. And he thought we should start recording. So he purchased the recording gear and we did. And then one thing led to another. I came back home here to San Francisco, and the guy sitting in this room with me right now, these two, I've known CJ since birth, and Justin and I have been friends since teenagers. And um, we just all came together as accomplished musicians and just kept the recording going. So that's the gist of it, really. Wow, wow. And so did you guys all knew, like, I mean, was music, obviously – for you, music was in your blood, but was it for in in uh, in was it the same thing for CJ and for Justin? Yeah, mostly. So you guys started from very young uh, doing uh, music. Yes, yeah. always playing for. I don't remember not playing. I'd be playing playing for a while. So, but yeah, so, it, it's in it's in the it's in the blood. It's something that you know look look forward to doing every day. So, no, that's really awesome. So you guys, so so do you guys all write? Uh, your music together is only one person that writes and then the rest just follow. I start the writing. I usually get really inebriated. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's no other way to do that really, right? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that's how the best stuff I've written the next day, I can barely remember it. <laughs> We have a music video on YouTube that the label hasn't released yet. It's called On Fire. And at the beginning of it, I'm being taped. And I say to the band, I was so hammered when I wrote this. And it turned out to be one of our best songs. But then what I do is I bring it to the band. They all put their own little spin on it. And when all that happens, the song kind of changes a little bit. It becomes organic. And it evolves. But that's always been the best way. It's hard for me as a songwriter to allow other people to do what they want to do. You know, I want to have control over things. But I try. CJ's nodding his head behind me right now. (laughs) I'm not even looking at him. I can feel it. (laughs) 
Um, but when we finally start recording, just really unique stuff comes out, and then you add our, our female vocalist to it, who's not here right now, um, Jordan Bravo, and you mm. just get this gospel to sound to it as well. And so it all just comes together. The, the rock, the country, the gospel, it just fits. And um, we love it. We love it so much. And we're looking forward to putting more stuff out with BMG and Sony. No, that's fantastic. And basically, you know, what you guys are doing is you're just, you're just like making a compilation of different, of different genres, which is really cool because that's actually something very new. Um, and you're just going with the flow and whatever sounds good, that's what comes out. And then obviously you let the audience perceive what they want to perceive as to what genre it is, which is really cool because that's all, that also doesn't, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, chain you to just one genre. It, you know, it makes you more broad. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's really absolutely. awesome. It's funny. Cause I'm actually, I, I'm reading in your bio, something very funny because you were talking about, <laughs> you said that you get very inebriated when you start doing lyrics. And it says right here, it says surrounded by the inspiration of nature fueled by shot glasses of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so so talk tell me a little bit about um the surrounded by the inspiration of nature part of it well it was being out there on the lake at the family house mm -hmm. you could throw you could throw a rock in the water from the front porch and in oklahoma you get tornado weather mm -hmm. and during that time you'll have rainstorms but it's warm outside mm. And if you have a big porch, it's a nice place to barbecue, grab the acoustic guitars, and just start playing. And song after song was just coming out that way. Um, it was a very special time in my life. And uh, I, everything this band has done has just been an incredible moment in my history. I, I, you guys feel? My so, history, too. When we went to Nashville and um, did a showcase for Bob Kincaid, that was just so exciting. And the medium was so exciting because he's just so big in the industry. And to have Steve Irby, the CEO of Kicker, supporting us through this whole thing, it's just, it's been wonderful. And we also have our manager too, we consider part of our band. Um, he's not here right now, but everywhere we go, Alex goes and he's very supportive. No doubt, no doubt, and I and I've actually uh, I got a chance to uh, speak to Alex, uh, well, through, via email and everything. I know that he's uh, he's representing a couple of uh, of big names right now, so th this must be huge to be represented by a manager that's representing other big names as well. I'm assuming. Yeah, you know, I, I'll admit, uh, it's fun. Here's why: when uh, CNC Music Factory, Freedom Williams does a show, and we go. You get to meet a lot of interesting characters in music of different types, like Vanilla Ice, for example, and um, pretty much anybody that was part of the 90s hip-hop scene is at the big 90s shows done by iHeart. Um, so it's fun, but we're looking forward to when we can get up on that stage in front of 10,000 people to 100,000 people. That's our goal, and um, if Alex can get it there, I will greatly appreciate it. No, that's really that's really cool, and I mean, judging by by the way your music's going, I mean, it's that's that's the direction it's headed anyway. So you guys, you guys are there, but but Ben, how, what, what, how many, how like, what's the largest crowd that you guys have performed for so far? Biggest crowd I've been in front of five thousand was for a radio show, but it was under a different band name. Mm -hmm. um, Red Dirt Rock Band just did. It's, it's called a stand down. It's really um, difficult to explain, but it's basically a three day event for vets of wars. Mm -hmm. And they asked us to come and perform and there'll be just a herd of veterans there. And they come for uh, medical attention and legal issues and housing issues. And we were asked to entertain them. And now we've been asked to, keep that going with other events for the vets. We're excited about that because they're big shows. We'll be playing the Presidio in the summertime in San Francisco for a free event, free food. Should be just thousands of people there. 
And um, when Fleet Week hits San Francisco, we'll be playing the Jeremiah O'Brien out on the water, being able to perform underneath the Blue Angels while they're doing their thing. Wow. It's going to be something else. Wow. That's, that's awesome though. That's really cool. And have you guys, have you guys, um, I know that you guys are, are going back and forth between Oklahoma and, and California and everything, but have you guys been touring anywhere else yet? Well, we went to Nashville and that's as far as out of California, we've made it, but I know people are going to be listening to this. So I just want to say this. If you're a promoter and you are out there, I don't care if you're even a small promoter, contact us. We want a relationship with you. We want to know who you are and what you do, whether you're doing small venues or big. Get a hold of our manager by going to our website, reddirtrockband.com, and let's get a dialogue going. There you go. There you go. That works right there. That's a good good way to get yourselves out there. And I'm sure that a lot of people are going to want to go ahead and see uh, Red Dirt Rock Band perform in their city. So, I mean, you know, because, you know, you guys, like, obviously you guys have a very broad genre so you're capturing different fans right now. So that, that works out beautifully. Um, you guys mentioned that you guys are right now in the studio. Are you guys working on some new, uh, some new music right now? Yeah, we were just discussing that before we got on with you. Mm-hmm. We have a full album worth of material that's 90% done. And then another album worth of material that we've just started experimenting with drum tracks and bass lines for. So... We've got a lot of stuff, but we see the music industry changing. Uh, Blake Shelton said not too long ago that he doesn't know if he's going to record another album, and it freaked out a lot of people in country music. And then I read the rest of the article, and I got what he was saying. It it just – people don't buy albums. They want the singles. And so it seems that the way the industry is going is you put out a single, you make a video, you throw it on YouTube and you build your fan base and they come to the shows and they buy the tickets for the shows. And that's where you make your money. That's what, that's what, that's what actually you're right about that. You're, you're hit the nail right on the head. That's been, that's actually been going on a lot because it's funny. um, Many people, and I'm, I'm actually included in that have bought albums and in reality, they only wanted to hear maybe one, maybe two, maybe three songs out of like a like a ten track album, and the rest they're like, yeah, it's it's good, but you know, I only wanted to hear these three songs. So I think that's probably the reason why a lot of artists are starting to just put singles out there and kind of test the waters to see what the what the reaction is uh, for that one song, and then based on that, they'll go ahead and see what the next one's going to be like. I'm assuming. Yep, that's what I think. But we're also a band that likes to do covers, believe it or not. Oh, nice. So uh, I think covers draw people in when they really like it. Mm -hmm. And um, Alex and I have been going to see a lot of shows of country bands. Like we just saw the Low Cash Cowboys. And I was shocked how many covers they did. Um, Lanco with Miranda Lambert, we saw them a couple weeks ago. Same thing. Not Miranda, but Lanco opened Mm -hmm. up with covers. It seems to be the trend with the younger groups and it makes for a fun show. It really does. No, that's no. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's what, that's what, that's what this, that's what pretty much performing is all about. Just making like, you know, making fun shows for people to want to come to enjoy themselves and not stress about, you know, like other things such as, you know, like, uh, you know, like crowds or pushing and shoving or anything like that, you know, like a lot of other uh, concerts usually are, you know, you gotta like, I've seen that trend of a lot of bands that they try to make their shows as fun as possible. So that way people could come back or if they leave their experience will be more of, man, that was an awesome show. You know, it was so much fun. I'd want to go back to something like that again. Yeah, exactly. So that's really cool. So what, how many instruments do each one of you play or do you guys play? Are you guys specifically with one instrument only? Uh, CJ, you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I started off playing the drums, but that was a million years ago. Uh, I play bass now, but I can play piano, guitar. guitar. I mean, pretty much if it's got strings, skins, or keys. Nice. Play it. 
and we we grew up the same way. When when you grow up in church like we did, mm-hmm. um, when you're a kid, they put you on an instrument and they tell you to start playing it, mm-hmm. and so you're just surrounded by music, surrounded by instruments everywhere of all different kinds and i play guitar i play piano i play drums i play bass uh, and i'm not going to stop there eventually i want to pick up some other instruments um justin my only instrument drum just a drummer accomplished drummer they're trying to get me to sing but i'll be later on down the road <laughs> <laughs> hey you know i look at it this way if uh if they could get one of the members of queen to sing and he's not a singer then they could get anybody then anybody can sing you know they just you just got to find the right uh the right uh what is it reverb i guess it's what they call yeah. it <laughs> turn up the echo <laughs> there you go exactly you know in order for it to sound amazing but um but no i mean that's really cool that you guys are bringing a lot of different uh a lot of different instruments into uh your music as well uh again you're not you're not being you're not being bound by just one one like just like you're not being bound by one genre you're not being bound by one instrument you you guys all you know share in the same uh in the same um in the same music so that's really cool of that um so i i gotta ask how do you guys like live near each other i mean how you know you yeah. guys have been going up since you guys were kids i mean has there been ever any moments where like obviously you guys are gonna disagree from time to time has ever has that ever caused any type of uh you know like friction between you guys whenever you guys disagree no I, no i mean we disagree more stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the band <laughs> um, I, I, CJ and I, I, like I said, I've known CJ since he was in diapers, and Justin and I were friends in high school through mutual friends. So, you know, we might argue over who the best rock group is or whether we want pizza or tacos, but um, as far as music goes, it's it's rare that we get in arguments. Really rare. It's not even arguments. It's it's, it's debating. Maybe what I do do a you know, course this way or this many times or you know, yeah. stuff like that. Just part of, that's just part of the creative process. Okay? Yeah. But it's nothing that we don't, nothing where we, you know, somebody stormed out and we didn't talk for a week. Not, nothing like that. So, so, so my question is you, cause you mentioned that you've known CJ since he was in diapers. So CJ is like the little brother of both of you guys. Pretty yeah, much, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you guys pick on him like a little brother? Do, CJ, do they pick on you like a little brother or, or how's that go? Always. Hey, <laughs> when he was in diapers, I used to love, like, he'd sit there playing with his toys, you know, and I'd walk up and I'd take a toy and I'd pull it away from him a little bit. So he'd have to reach out for it and he would try to crawl to it. And I'd just keep pulling it away from him like you do with a dog. <laughs> that was hours of fun for me. That's just so you're you're an evil evil man, Ben. You're evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. You guys have an amazing relationship, and you know, like I I just see I love hearing bands that have a long relationship for as long as you guys have had it, because that just means that you guys when you guys when you guys get to that point which you're getting to very soon, it's not going to it's not going to change the way you are towards one another. You know, you guys are going to continue being friends. You guys are going to continue to be very close, a close-knit group. And in this industry, when you get to that point, it's very important to have a close-knit relationship with the people that are around you. Right. True. We also give each other space, too. Um, I think the furthest we actually went was Vegas. When we were there... I was going to I was going to say that I was going to say the first I was going to say the first is you guys have gone to 6 feet, you know, cuz the 6 feet rule. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but no, but you were saying Vegas. Yeah, we all went to Vegas and we had a good time. Um we were scouting out a venue and um uh it was a ball. It was TJ's first time there, my 40th I think. And so uh we all did our own thing, but yet we all came together too. And that's you, the kind of space we give each other. Did you win or lose? I always win, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a gambler, but I felt like I won. It was a great trip. <laughs> so you don't play the games? No. Oh, you know, man. oddly enough, Justin and I ended up walking the strip the entire night. Any shows? And people watching. 
um, that that culture there is just different yeah. than anything I've ever seen before. Well, well, I've heard I've heard so many people describe it as a cesspool. That's <laughs> of different cultures, is what I've heard. That's that's somebody actually from somebody from Las Vegas actually told me that they're like, yeah, Las Vegas is just a cesspool full of different people around here. And I'm it's, like, really? Los Angeles is very similar to that. <laughs> it's it's a city of vices, is what it is. Ah, whether well, it's gambling or drugs or alcohol or maybe prostitution, people go there to satisfy their vice. Mm-hmm. It's not really somewhere you want to take a family vacation. Well, unless you go see the shows. I mean, did you guys go see any shows when you guys were there? No, no, not this trip. Watching. Oh man, you guys. Well, I mean, I got... I'll take that back. We did go see did. one show. Yeah. Um, what was the performer's name? I can't remember. Oh, Brody Stewart. We went and watched a guy. He's coming up in country. His name's Brody Stewart. Mm-hmm. And actually, we bought our tickets for his show before we ever left San Francisco. Nice. Uh, yep, I'll give him a little plug. He's nice. uh, he's got some talent. Nice, nice. So, I, I, I speaking of uh, other musicians, who do you guys usually like? Who's which musicians are your inspirations for for what you're doing? Um, ultimately, we are a rock band, brother. We all grew up on Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, and nice. Striper, and groups of that nature. Um, I did not like '90s country very much, mm-hmm. but Maybe, not even Garth, not even Garth Brooks. Well, Garth is a legend, <laughs> but I think country music today. Mm, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The Jason Aldean types and uh, Low Cash. I mentioned them earlier. They're changing country music, Florida Georgia Line, and it, it's a positive change. It's not cheesy. It's it's really, it's good music. Mm-hmm. And at the heart of it is rock. Even though yeah. it's country, at the heart of everything those guys are doing is rock. For us, yeah. it's the other way around. We have a little country and a lot of rock. Yeah, and, and it's and it's true. You're right about that. And then the influence of gospel as well. So, no, and that's and that's very true because uh, I mean it's almost like Nickelback. Nickelback is is all rock, but they also have a little bit of uh, of of gospel in it, I believe. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's funny that you say that because I always see that every generation has a different style of country. You know, the 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 seventies and eighties had their own style. The nineties had their own style. Uh, this new millennium has a, a completely different style and it just keeps on changing the the spectrum of country music keeps on uh evolving and just changing around over and over again but it just it doesn't get worse it actually gets better in but, my opinion but red dirt music depending on whether you're from texas or oklahoma it's consistent in texas it's a little bit more like outlaw country it's old school stuff a lot of fiddles and and picking on acoustic guitars but red dirt that came out of oklahoma in the 70s was like 70s rock mixed with uh southern music southern rock if you will and it's never changed it's always had that edge to it and when my dad recorded his two albums he did it with steve irby and steve irby before him and my father hooked up was the keyboard player in a band called Moses. Moses is the group that coined the phrase Red Dirt Rock. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, actually. Yeah, and so Steve is the CEO of Kicker Car Speakers. And when I was a child, the short time that I lived in Oklahoma as a child in Stillwater, I would play in the factory and go into their their showroom where they had all the guitars and whatnot just have a ball fourth fifth grade that was a big influence on my life and steve he was very happy when we named the band red dirt rock band he thought that was cool so in essence i'm really excited about it so in essence it's a it's a dedication to him it is but it's also that you have the genre of music that's just exploding Mm -hmm. um some in the in the here here's what's really strange under red dirt music you've got country you've got rock you actually have hip hop there are a lot of hip hop performers that you can go on YouTube and watch 
Uh, one that comes to mind is Moxon Creek. Great performer. Love him. Um, even in hip-hop, Red Dirt is there. And you would think, well, how can hip-hop and country and rock have anything in common? But when you listen to it, you'll hear the crossover. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get it. And either like it or you don't. We love it. I love the guys that are doing the hip-hop music. I think they're doing a, a great job. And um, I'm really excited to see that grow. I, I hope it, you know, we're out here in San Francisco, and the club scene here is predominantly either house music or hip-hop music. It's time for a little variety. I'd like to see something a little edgier coming to the dance force. Yeah, I mean, it, I can guarantee you before long, because I, I know that they've already uh... – uh, that uh, that the the label that uh, the, the label that uh, that uh, the the Xander Effect is with uh, Fifty Fifty Global Music Inc. They uh, have have done something with uh, Franklin Mullen uh, with a song called "Don't Want to Work," and they kind of have mixed in a little bit of EDM with country. Yeah, and that's something that's something actually very unique, like extreme. I've never heard anything like that. So it's one of those things where I'm wondering. Well, you know, if if country's changing so much, you're seeing the country's mixing with uh, with hip hop, and it's so funny because that collaboration of hip hop and country started actually back in uh, the late '90s uh, with Nelly and Tim McGraw. They actually uh, did a collaboration together called "Over and Over Again." Yeah, and, and that song it was it was wildly unpopular. I loved the song, but so many people didn't because maybe it was ahead of its time at at, at the time that it was out. But now suddenly people are starting to get into it's like, wow, country and hip hop is like, well, yeah, that that kind of already started a while ago. <laughs> you guys just haven't you, you guys just didn't notice it. So, no. you know, it's it's funny like that. There's a group here in California called Moonshine Bandits, and they're just exploding here. Um, I know they're going to start crossing the country here soon. They're doing really well. But we got together. Well. We didn't get together with Freedom Williams CNC Music Factory, but we were asked if we could do a rock version of Everybody Dance Now and present it. <laughs> and we've actually been working on this tune for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, about two. It's not where it needs to be yet. It's really close. But we have a friend who uh, he's a DJ for Black Eyed Peas. His name's Motivate. And when you respect somebody like we respect him, DJ Motivate, and he says, hey, you guys just work on it a little bit more. So we're going to work on it a little bit more. But I'm really excited about that, too, because that is just straight dance and hip-hop. And Sweat, Everybody Dance Now is the most downloaded oh, yeah. dance song in music history. And if oh, we yeah. put a different spin on that and get it out there with a the music video, I just think it'll be huge. Yeah, because because uh, I know Freedom, he remade the song again. I actually uh, play it on my show with Obeck. Uh, right. He redid Sweat on, with Obeck, and uh, I play it for every once in a while. I'd love to hear your guys' version of it next. That would be something really cool to hear. Well, <laughs> here's how come we on, come on, out our music. Come, come, on, come on, bring it already. Come on, I'm waiting for you. Well, what we do is people that are inside of our circle – they know we put music on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we do is we want, we want them to say, send us an email and say, hey, I, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. And so if you go to SoundCloud and you look up Red Dirt Rock Band, you'll see many songs that have not been published yet. And one of them is that one. And it's, called, it's not called Sweat. It's called Sweat Harder. Nice. So we're going to take it to the studio one more time and um, play with it and hopefully cut a music video for it. Nice. That's our goal. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I got to ask you guys, how can how can people stalk you? You've already talked about, you know, uh, finding you guys on SoundCloud. That's one way. You have your uh, website, you know, you have your website. How else can people stalk you on social media? Uh, the, <laughs> the band has a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um. We have a lot of followers, but if you really want to get to know us, the way to do that would be to go to our personal Facebook pages because that's where we inter- interact with people a lot. Um, 
You can find me under Benjamin Smith. You find CJ under CJ Frable. Justin, he doesn't like social media. It scares him. So <laughs> we also have uh, Jordan has a really broad Instagram page. And we also have a Red Dirt Rock Band Instagram page. And we're hoping they grow. We're going to let them grow organically. You know, the, a lot of the social media stuff is for the younger people. I personally think that when it comes to social media, the internet, and even way people digest information through cable TV, I think YouTube is going to take over. Because it, it just takes all those things and rams it into one website. And as it grows, I would imagine that YouTube is going to become the number one, if it's not already, social media platform. Well, that's a bold statement. We'll see what happens with YouTube. And we will definitely see what happens with Red Dirt Rock Band uh, in the coming months. Hopefully after this crisis is over, you guys will be uh, touring again. And hopefully I'll see you guys right here in Southern California, here in Los Angeles. We're planning a show at the Red Hat as soon as this mess is over in California. And then we'll be playing San Francisco at a place called Westwood. So just check our website. You'll find it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, guys, you know, Benjamin, CJ, Justin, Red Dirt, Rock Band, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect. And I hope to see you guys here soon, especially Pressure's On, boys. I want to hear that new, uh, that new mix of sweat. I want to hear it. I want to play it. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> promise you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys, for being on the show. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Take care. Hey yo, sweet world, what's good with yourselves? This is your boy, Twiz and White Peace. And guess what? You're listening to that super saucy show known as The Xander Effect. So make sure you tune in, turn up, and turn out for my boy Xander. You feel me? The Xander Effect. You did. Life you need for nothing. Never. I've got it to my heart's ambition to provide you all.
like that. So addicted, overdose. Cocaine kisses, nose to nose. Yo, my lover, I'm your lover. In this room, there is no other. Take my hand, I'll walk with you. Take my heart, it belongs to you. Hold my soul, it loves you back. Never let go, it's a love like that. So conflicted, no one knows. Drunk in love, I'm comatose. Yo, my passion, I'm your passion. Twism White Pieces Overdose right here on the Xander Effect. Major thanks to the Red Dirt Rock Band for being on the show. Appreciate your guys' time. Hopefully we get to hear that song, that new remix of Sweat with uh, CNC Music Factory. So I'm looking forward. Again, pressure's on, boys. I want to hear that song when it comes out. Hopefully I'll have you guys again when it does. In sports, Rob Gronkowski looks like he did not retire as we all thought he was going to. Apparently, the tight end is uh, still very much in the game. I, you know, I, I, from what I understood, I thought he retired. He was going to go into wrestling. He uh, made an appearance at WrestleMania with his good buddy Mojo Raleigh. And I thought he was just going to go ahead and just start wrestling. But apparently, we were all duped. It looks like, uh, I guess, uh, Rob Gronkowski has got major bromance going on with Tom Brady and decided to follow his former quarterback in, in New England to Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay just went ahead and traded for him yesterday. And now they have now they have now acquired both Tom Brady and now Rob Gronkowski to play for Tampa Bay in this season, in this NFL season. And basically, uh, Gronk went on and uh, on an interview saying that, quote, uh, that basically uh, the, that New England is, quote, not the not it's not the easiest place to play, but it gets you right. So we all know the stories about Belichick, how strict he is, how he's a no nonsense type of a coach. So, you know, they, it's almost like a military type of place where they where they uh, where they where they play at. And that's exactly how Belichick has every thing going um but now it seems that he did not want to play a Gronk did not want to play for anybody else other than Tom Brady and he got his wish because apparently it seems that Gronk still had I, I believe he still had another year on his contract with the Patriots and decided to move on to Tampa Bay where he's now going to be playing at so Gronk's now in Tampa Bay with uh, with Tom Brady, and he said, and he went on to say, "quote I saw what was down there, just the opportunity to go down there and play with that type of offense. I mean, they get some special wide receivers out there. They got other great tight ends, and let me tell you, I love working with tight ends too. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Working with OJ Howard and Cameron Bray, that's definitely going to be a special opportunity. Just blessed to be in this situation." He also talked about, you know, his, his the reason for his retirement or, or what motivated his retirement. And he said, quote, I was in a very painful situation. Every even my very last game, I couldn't for for weeks for I'm sorry, I couldn't for four weeks. I couldn't walk that well after the last Super Bowl game we won from my quad con, uh, contusion. That's what I did the last year. I took care of myself. I let my body heal. I let my body rest. I let my body get the treatments that it needed. I feel like I broke up all the scar tissue that's in my body, got rid of the inflammation in my body that was holding me back my last year, I feel like. It feels good. I had no fire last year, but as time rolled by, my body started feeling good. So... 
There you go. There you have it, folks. Gronk is going to be playing for Tampa Bay this year. Color me shocked. <laughs> I mean, I seriously thought he was retired, but looks like Gronk pulled the wool on every single NFL fan. So we'll see how he does with his brand new offense and, of course, with a familiar face such as Tom Brady with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On the other hand, the Patriots, they've been left without a tight end and now without a quarterback. So let's see how Belichick is going to have to uh, make up for those two missing positions. In other sports news, the MLB, the MLB decides, Major League Baseball decides to suspend Boston Red Sox video replay system operator JT Watkins without pay through the 2020 postseason. Basically, following an investigation that he had also uh, been accused of sign stealing during the 2018 season. So uh, JT Watkins is another one in so many other uh, so many other cheaters, and I say the word cheaters with capital C in uh, baseball along with uh, Alex Cora, the former uh, Red Sox manager. Um, they mutually parted ways with the team in January as a part of the fallout from the Astros' sign-stealing scandal, according to ESPN.com. Um, and he is suspended through the 2020 postseason as well. So Alex Cora is also suspended. Um, and, and on ESPN.com, it goes on to say, but only for his previous conduct as Houston's uh, bench coach. Cora and former Astros player Carlos Beltran were the key individuals in a scheme to place a camera near Houston's dugout and have players uh, bang on a trash can to signal breaking pitches. Cora left Houston after the 2017 season and managed the Red Sox to the 2018 title. Baseball commissioner Walt Manfred wrote in his report that he does not believe Cora was aware of the Watkins' actions and will not impose additional discipline. Well, at the very least, it seems that, you know, they're, they're, the MLB is actually trying to do something for a lot of the cheating allegations, the sign steal and everything. And Boston is now involved along with the Astros. Man, can't these guys win a game without actually cheating? Are they that desperate for a title? I mean, come on. This game is supposed to be for the fans. It's supposed to be for us. When you go ahead and you do sign stealing, you do anything like that, you're cheapening the game for the rest of the fans. How dare you do something so stupid and so underhanded as to cheat like this? This this type of behavior really irritates the hell out of me and I'm so happy that they're getting suspended. Again, my stance is this. I believe that the Astros should be stripped of the title and suspended for one full season of baseball after they did what they did during the World Series for God's sake. This is this isn't just something that happened in regular season. No, this happened during one of the largest uh you know series in in, in baseball. So that's just my opinion. Obviously, that's not going to happen because for whatever reason, MLB is decide. Well, we all know the reason why they're doing it, but I mean, still, it's just wrong for them to do that. And that's just, like as as a, as a baseball fan, and also a little bit, you know, I'm I'm going to admit I'm a little bit. I'm from Los Angeles, so I'm a Dodger fan as well. I'm a little bit angry, as many other Dodger fans are angry as well. So we'll just leave it at there. Up next in video game news, looks like Jurassic World is about to get even bigger as a new. Game Game is in the works and it's called Jurassic World Aftermath. But first, here is Dirty Machines Discord right here on the Xander Effect. You a liar. You a liar. You a liar. You, you a liar. Let's 
was Dirty Machines Discord right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, it looks like Universal Studios has filed a new U.S. trademark application for Jurassic World Aftermath on April 14th of this year. And that usually means that they're about to go ahead and start a brand new game, which is really cool because so far the, the game that's currently out right now is Jurassic World, and it's a really awesome game. It's basically the type of game where you build, uh, you build like laboratories, you grow, for lack of a better word, uh, you grow dinosaurs, uh, little baby dinosaurs, and then put them out. And it's a really cool uh, game that a lot of people got addicted to. It kind of reminds me a little bit of SimCity or The Sims, where you have to actually like grow your facility and all that other really cool stuff. So it looks like because of the popularity of that game and, of course, of the movie franchise currently right now, they're about to go ahead and, oh, and start a brand new game called, um, you know, again, it's called Jurassic World After. And there's been a lot of speculation as to why, uh, as to when this game actually takes play, place. Um, some people are saying that it it follows the events from the 2015 film of, uh, of Jurassic Park, um, and so others also believe that it it'll probably follow the events after Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. So there's a lot of speculation out there, but one thing's for sure: you Universal Studios is definitely uh, in, in the works on a brand new game, which is really cool. I I would look forward to playing that one because this last game that they had was really, really addicting. I couldn't stop playing it. I just kept on growing dinosaur after dinosaur and trying to find ways to, like, you know, get, you know, DNA in order to grow another different kind of dinosaur. It was a really cool game, really addicting. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening. Remember to continue to stay safe out there. We're still in this crisis. We're in this together. But trust me when I say we will get through this. This too shall pass. Believe me. In the meantime, remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Live it up. B. Taylor. Flow Rider. Live it up. Hey, the Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., BMG Bertelsmann Group, and Sony Music The Orchard, in association with Art19 Media Group.